Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, Akil here. And in today's episode, I want to share a few an old presentation I did from a few years ago, talking to some traders about what it really takes to become a full-time trader. What I wanted to do today was really address a question that I got on Facebook. And I wanted to do it live because I, I think this is a question that um, may generate some pretty good discussion. Thank you. I'm glad to hear I'm doing a good job. Um, it said, hey, Akil, when you pass through a drawdown, like the one from the beginning of the year, and a drawdown is a period where you're not making new equity highs. So you're your account is either going sideways or going downwards. I mean, you haven't surpassed your the previous highs in your equity curve. So Akil, when you go through a drawdown like the one from the beginning of the year, how do you manage your bills and your family needs? Do you apply any rule from the previous gains that say I can survive for this long and, um, and if trading won't go well for X amount of time? Uh, question mark. I really want to know how you handle it and how someone can handle it um, if he bases his, his income, his or her income, completely off of trading. And before I go and go ahead and answer that question, I, I want to take you guys back to kind of how my trading journey started. Many of you guys know my story, but you don't know the full story. And this is a, this is a common theme amongst traders where they, they think they know enough we see this in, in trading strategy and technical analysis as well, where traders think they know enough, but they, they don't. They only know enough to hurt themselves. And my story is an interesting one because I'm, I'm a trader that I, I didn't have any real educational background. I, I told a trader the other day, um, the closest I came to any educational back, background on finance is I, 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 had, I was a business major in college. Um, I barely passed uh, an economics course, and uh, <laughs> I actually switched majors from being in the business into something else. So I, I zero background. Um, and what happened was I, after I graduated from college, I got into stock investing. I was actually a pretty good stock investor, but because I didn't have a large sum of money, because it, it, it took so long to see a return on your investment in the stock market, it wasn't necessarily something that I can do to generate a consistent income for myself. And I grew, I, as I grew more passionate and passionate about the markets, I wanted to find a way to do so. And I had my, my best friend, he was a trader as well at the time, not trading anymore, but uh, I think he dibbled and dabbles a little bit. My best friend at the time introduced me to the Forex market and he told me the whole thing where, you know, um, your money is leverage. You can you can make a lot with a little. The whole get rich quick scheme type of thing. You know the same reason that many of you guys heard about forex. You can take a little bit of money and turn it into a lot of a lot of money in a small amount of time. And 
I went on to educate myself about Forex. I, I learned it. I, well, I thought I was learning it. I spent lots of time watching YouTube videos and, and, and reading books and whatnot. And I thought I knew everything there was to know about trading. And I would consistently go from a demo account king. Greystone just said he, he blew 36K himself. I went from a demo account king, meaning I was awesome when the money wasn't real. Right? But then... I was awesome when the money wasn't real. However, once the money became real, I consistently blew it. And I did this for maybe about a year and a half and uh, never lost my passion for it. That's one of the, the cool things of, of how I know that I really love what I do is I tell traders either if you're going to be in this industry, either you, you, you're crazy, right? Because many of us come into the markets and we just lose money. So either you're crazy for just mindlessly throwing your money away, right? or you love it so much that you would do it even if you're not making money. And in, in many cases, even if you're losing money, you continue to come back into the markets each and every day trying to figure out this game. And it's, uh, that was me. And eventually, you know, I, I kept really half footing my trading, meaning that I, I, I never took it as serious as I need to, needed to take it in order to be a successful trader. I would do, I would put just enough effort to be a little bit good, but never go full out. And there came a time where I just decided, you know, uh, to quit my jobs, right? I was actually, I quit, I was working three jobs at the time, right? I was working in the school district with children that had mental and behavioral health issues. So trying to help them get on the right track. I was working as a track and field coach at a uh, local university. And I was also moonlighting as a janitor, cleaning, right? having the luxury of cleaning banks and preschools, right? And daycares, fun stuff, right? Mm, fun stuff. And what happened was the, one of my contracts uh, wasn't getting renewed that summer. And I decided to quit my other two jobs, right? I decided to quit my other two jobs um, because I knew that the only way for me to take the trading thing seriously was to make it my only option. The, the only way to, and this has just kind of always been my mindset, the only way for me to become successful was to put my back against the wall and, and make it so failure wasn't an option. I had to be successful or I was going to die or I was not going to make it. And that's kind of, again, that's the way I operate. I, I, me knowing myself, I make excuses as long as I have the option to make excuse. When I give myself no option to make excuse, I go all out. And many people hear that story and they're like, oh, Keel, that's me. So I can just quit my job right now, become a full-time trader right away and make lots of money. And no, right? The part of the story that you guys, the part of the story that you guys don't listen to, you, you tend to ignore because it's not the fun part, is that this was all planned in advance. I didn't just wake up one day and say, hey, Trevor, Mr. Davis, quitting my job. See ya. You know, like in the movies where you just run in there, you, you throw your shirt down and be like, I'm done. I'm done right? It wasn't one of those deals. It was one, it was something I thought about for a long time and, and I mentally prepared myself. I also financially prepared myself for that adjustment, right? I knew that trading wasn't going to come right away. I knew that success at trading wasn't going to be instantaneous. I knew it was going to take a while. So I made sure to put the proper funds in place in order to prepare to not make a lot of money or not really make, make barely any money for a long period of time. And I was able to do so again. I had very good success in the stock market. So despite me blowing a uh, blowing a few accounts, I, I did have a good uh, amount of money I can put to the side. Uh, many of it was 
plan the plan was to put it in the trading account but many of it kind of went into like a nest egg for for safekeeping um and at the time i i was i was single right i wasn't married i didn't have any kids i was living in a property that i owned i owned a duplex uh, i had just started my real estate business so i'd owned a duplex i was living with four roommates so i was paying nothing in rent plus getting rent from uh, my roommates and the other tenant so my living expenses were very minimal so i was able to take that i was able to calculate how much do I need to live? I'm talking bare minimum stuff, meaning how much do I need to pay bills? How much do I need to eat? No going out to the club, no buying myself fancy things. Just what do I need to eat? What do I need to survive? And I planned out and I saved that amount of, uh, that amount of money over the time in which I thought it would take me to be successful. So it's not as simple as just, you know, waking up, quitting your job and, and then relying on your trading income. You have to prepare for the worst. You have to prepare, you know, as if you're not going to make anything. And the same thing goes for you guys that plan on going pro. There's, there's, it sickens me. And I know it's not your fault. Many of you are not informed, but there are so many people out there I talk to and they're talking about, hey, Keel, you know, I have a thousand dollars account. Can I go full time trading? And it's like, no, no. Um, in my opinion, if you, if you want to trade full time, right? If you want to trade full-time, I always say at least $200,000. I know it hurts. It's, it's going to be different depending on your lifestyle, obviously, but at least $200,000 because you need to be prepared, like this trader said, you need to be prepared to go um, long periods of time without making a return, right? We know that in trading, you know, although we do our calculations, we do our back testing, we have our live trading, we know what we should be making each year. Right. We know what our yearly percentage is going to be each year. For the most part, we can have a good idea. Um, however, what we don't know is how it's going to come. So let's say I'm a trader that produces 40, 50 percent a year. Right. So I know at the end of the year, whatever I have in my account, I'm going to make half of that. Right. What we don't know is if is that going to be a consistent. Right. Is that, is that going to be a consistent mark month after month after month? Or am I going to have four months in a row where I really struggle? followed by three months that are, are really, really, really good. And the problem if you're relying on your month-to-month -month trading income to uh, pay for your living expenses, right, is that when, you when you're making money, it's all good, right? When you're making profit, you can take your profit out, you can, you, can, you can put it into the bank, you can pay what you need to pay for, right? Easy peasy. When you're losing money, however, guess what, right? When you're losing money and you also have to take money out of your account, what's happening then? What is that doing to your account? And yeah, 200,000. I, I honestly think if you wanna be comfortable, you need about 200,000 if you're gonna rely on trading for your sole purpose of income. Right? So if you have a month where you have a poor drawdown, let's say you lose Let's say you have, let's say you're a trader that has a, a, a $10,000 account, right? And you're banking off of a 3% return, right? You're banking off a 3% return or something like that. Let's just put a number. Let's say you lose, right, $500 that month. Let's say you also need to take $1,000 out of your account that month in order to pay for bills, right? What does your account go to? You basically had a $1,500 drawdown. You guys follow me? Right? You lost five. You lost 500 in the market. You took 1,000 out to pay for bills. 
right? Give me a yes if you're with me. You've lost $1,500. Now, in many cases, right? In many cases, if you're following a money management system, right? Let's say you do that two months in a row. What, what's happening to your position sizing, right? Are you still trading a consistent position size or are you probably going down to the next level? Right? You're probably dropping down to the next level, right? And what that means is position size is, is the position that you're trading uh, in the markets, right? How many, how many dollars per pip are you, are you betting? Are you spending? So as you go down in position, as your account size goes down, as your position size goes down, right? It now takes more effort to obtain the same result. So in order to get back to where you were before, you have to basically produce double, which is a lot easier said than done. And what happens is you get in the cycle of just slowly bleeding your account, slowly bleeding your account. You're not able to produce at the same uh, rate in which you need to take money out to live and your account gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller, smaller until either you blow it because you, you've, just, you've just drained it all, or you start getting emotional, you start saying, I gotta do more, I gotta produce more, I'm gonna start doubling, tripling my position size, because I gotta get a hot streak, and then you blow your account that way. Either way you look at it, you end up blowing an account. That's typically how it works. So the key is you wanna put yourself in a position where you don't have to remove money from your trading account each month, where you put yourself in a position where you have enough set to the side where you can trade, you can go through a rough patch because every trader is gonna go through a rough patch. I don't care who you are, at some point in time, you're gonna go through a drawdown, right? Where you can go through that rough patch and you don't have to rely on taking money out of your trading account to pay for your living expenses, right? And there's a few ways to handle that. You know, you obviously you can, you can, um, you can put enough to the side in the beginning, right? Before you start getting in trading, instead of opening a, a $20,000 account, you say, hey, I'm gonna put $6,000 away, $10,000 away to the side as my emergency fund, right? Or if you're, um, or you can have, you know, again, supplemental income, you can do something else, a real estate business, you can, you can still have part-time hours. That way you can rely on your part-time job or, or use trading as your part-time job and you can use that as a way to produce income without touching your account. This is why so many traders get into education. They work for prop firms, they get into money management, they run signal services, right? Because it gives you that balance. There's a big thing on, uh, a big thing you always see on the internet, right? Where it's like every teacher out there, if you're, if you're in trading education, if you run a signal service, the only reason you do so is because you can't actually trade, right? If you could really trade, you wouldn't be an educator or you wouldn't run a signal service or you wouldn't have to work for a prop firm. If that ain't the biggest bunch of baloney I've ever heard, I'll tell you what, right? In general, right, diversity is good, right? It is good to have different businesses. If you have a business that produces a consistent profit to go along with your business that produces maybe an erratic profit, right, it just evens things out. Now you can take money out of your supplemental income, no, no matter what that is, right? You can use that to help pay with bills, help pay for, uh, what do you say, family expenses, family needs, right? And you can leave your trading money in your account and slowly grow your trading account, your trading account, and use that as more of an investment type of deal. Instead of consistently taking money out of your trading account and going from, hey, 10% return to break even, 10% return to break even, 10% return to break even, 
instead of doing a lot of work and not seeing any benefit from it. Right, and that's what, that's what we teach our traders. We teach them the skill of trading. That way they can grow a business. Doesn't matter what that business is, but you can, grow, you can use this skill of learning how to trade, right? And you can grow it as a business where you can have multiple streams of income, right? If you guys ever get a chance, um, <laughs> you know, make sure, read some financial books, The Richest Man in Babylon, right? Great book. I think in general, this whole premise comes from people don't know how to budget. People, you know, I know here in the States, we don't teach it. Right? We don't teach balancing a checkbook in school. We don't teach budgeting in school. It's a skill that many of us don't grow up with. So many of us don't know how to protect capital. Right? Many of us don't know how to become wealthy. Right? The, the, the key to being wealthy is very simple. Right? My, uh, my trading mentor, my business mentor as well, Jason Stapleton, always says this. Right? There's two things you need to know about becoming wealthy, about building wealth. One, right? spend less than you make. Don't spend more than what you make, right? So whatever you have coming in as income, make sure you don't spend more than that, right? That's number one. That's the easiest way. If you spend less than you make, you will start growing your account. Secondly, invest in something you know. Now, if you're a trader, you are your own investment, right? You're investing in yourself and using yourself to manage your, your accounts, your funds. If you're not a trader, you can invest in the stock market. You can invest in a 401k, an IRA. You can, you know whatever is out there but we don't teach that lesson on 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 how to be smart managers of money and i'm not going to get too deep into that topic because i think it's a whole conspiracy theory about making us rely on the government and blah 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 like that but it all starts there people not being smart people thinking people assuming they can people assuming they can make a certain return and not giving themselves any type of safety net to rely on and then when they get into trouble there's nothing to land on and instead of bouncing off the net and climbing back up the hill and trying again, they fall flat on their face and they die.